Huh? Iraq. Go live in Iraq. I mean, Go live in Canada. They love you over there. Go live in Italy. Go live in some of these other European countries that are importing you by the loads. And then now they're saying, oh, maybe we, sh- we screwed up bringing all these Muslims in here. Can you knock the raping off a can, little bit? <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Happy to be back with you on this beautiful, beautiful Monday morning down here in, uh, well, I shouldn't say morning, I should say afternoon, rather. Feels like morning to us, but beautiful day down here in Texas. Glad to have you with us today over here on the Rumble channel. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Give it a share if you absolutely could. And don't forget to subscribe over on Locals. By the way, I've changed the monetization status on the Rumble videos to where now if you click on them, um, you should not be seeing any advertisements. And I know... You know, most people are saying that when they click on the show, they'll have to go through like two 30 second ads. You know, I'm sorry. The money's just not worth it. Like we get like seven cents. It's just, it's like, yeah, it's a pain. But I finally figured out how to demonetize it. So if you people, if y'all appreciate that, do me a favor, become a subscriber over on the locals channel. Um, Man, I shouldn't have said that. That wouldn't get to pay that much. I should have just said like, yeah, we got paid a lot, but we we took it off. So damn it. Really shot myself in the foot over that one. (laughs) Anyway, uh, man. So you said you had a really good weekend. Me? Yeah. Well, who else is here? Uh, uh, <laughs> Me? Sorry, we're going to... Uh, my son was home with the flu, so we just kind of... It was low Just chilled? Yeah. Um, he, he, it wasn't bad, though. He just... He yeah. Was, uh, Tamiflu and... This freaking weather. This weather is just like... It's it's hot and it's cold. It's cold and it's hot. It's just not making up its mind. We went to a Valentine's Day dance. It was uh, a little fun. Then we went out and had some dinner after that and just chilled out over the weekend. Saw... Um, today's episode is about the border bill. You know, I, I'm not even going to lie. I have not read it. It's like 375, 350 pages. 
Um, of complete dog of shit. Com- <laughs> complete nonsense. I don't know. I've been reading some articles here and there. Of course, you're going to see the, the Facebook and the Twitter people. They're going to be talking about what's in the bill. The pages, you know, weren't even released yet. And people were speculating as to what was in it. And I saw the interviews from like people like Congressman Crenshaw. They're like, you know, hold off. We don't know what's in these things yet before we go passing judgment. Um, but, you know, people leak certain things to say, like, this is what's going to be in the bill. And we've got some 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 back and forth from Republicans here on whether or not this thing's going to pass through. Uh, Speaker Johnson said it's going to be DOA. As soon as it hits the House floor, there will not they will not get enough votes. Some people are saying the opposite. They're saying that there's going to be some squishy Republicans and they're going to vote in favor. And Democrats, you know, Democrats are going to be united on this thing. They're going to they want this thing. There's so much spending in this bill. The things I have read about it's it's more spending and. Well, before we get into that, folks, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. We appreciate your love and support over there. Right now, uh, we've got a new a deal set up now for the uh, the eclipse coming up. We actually have the glasses. If you're interested in actually seeing the eclipse, we have the glasses right here. It's pretty cool. I'm not even going to try putting these things on under a freaking headset but no we've got a great deal the asteroids which are delta eight little edibles these things are delicious comes with a set of glasses so hey get baked and watch the eclipse we've got the glasses they're on the website for you right there what are you waiting for it's a great deal shellshockcbd.com go check it out support us there and also don't forget to support us over on uh locals if you you know you appreciate us not running the ads anymore which, you know, we actually had a lot of complaints. People saying that they got tired of having to sit through two 30-second ads to, before they could see the show. It's like, I you feel You can yeah. skip it after five seconds. But yeah, it's yeah. a little bit, it's a little bit it's annoying. It's tedious. It's annoying. Um, and like I said, the money is not even good enough to even continue running that. So, yeah, we'll we'll take the ads off, folks. But if you could, uh, subscribe to us over on Locals. We really appreciate that. Also, I said in the last episode, I got banned on Twitter. Still haven't gotten it back. Come to find out all the Jew-hating groipers, the Nick Fuentes, power-bottom homosexuals that are closeted virgins. They mass-reported the account and got it taken down from two tweets that were figurative, involving the word burn, saying burn it down. Um, and they got me on that one and they bragged about it. And so we're rebuilding. It's, uh, the new Twitter account is not John Burke, N O T J O H N B U R K. That's a satire account. I'm not saying I own it. I'm not saying it's mine. I'm saying that's another account that you could possibly go follow to get very similar hot takes as to mine. You do with that as you will. Those groipers got really pissed. They're just sitting there in their base. I was just sitting there watching their anime porn and jerking off to it. Bunch of loser nerds. You gotta love it. They're kind of like, we got him. It's like, ah, did you? It's like, did you? No, you didn't. And the spirit of John Burke will live on in all of us. In all of us. Uh, but now check us out at shellshockcbd.com. And don't forget to follow at not John Burke over on the Twitter world. We appreciate that. Uh, all the love and support there. And then don't forget to check out 1920brand.com. Our special drink mixes. We've got the mojito drink mix. This stuff is delicious. Made right here. No foreign imports. Everything is made 100% right here in the great state of Tejas. Check it out, 1920brand.com, 1920brand.com. We've already got the the whiskey drink mix for the uh, old fashions. That's there. And now we've got the Mojito brand. And these things are delicious. We make those ourselves. All right. We uh, appreciate that. And like I said, it's going to be a short episode today because the episode we did right before this was for AmericanCloud.com. You should check them out if you have an interest in securing your business and protecting against being canceled or being removed from the internet in general from a server that's being hosted or hosting it. You should check them out. They're a good group of people. They reached out to run some podcast uh, ads and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you get any customers from our group. I'm not sure. But what we can do is just have you on the show for free and you tell us about your uh, your business and hopefully we can push them to customers. Hopefully. But um, that being said, 
right in the news, right off the bat. Deadly drone attack hits training ground at Syrian base housing U.S. troops. Sunday's attack hit a training ground at Al-Omar base in Syria's eastern province in Deir el-Zor. Zour, probably. A drone attack late Sunday evening that struck a military base in eastern Syria where U.S. troops are stationed left at least six allied Kurdish soldiers dead, officials said. The attack hit a training ground at an Al-Omar base in Syria's eastern province. The U.S.-backed Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces, SDF, said in a statement Monday. According to the statements, the drone attack struck an area where forces commando units were being trained. No U.S. troops were killed or injured in the attack, they said. The strike was first significant attack in Syria or Iraq since the U.S. launched strikes over the weekend against Iran-backed militias. Militia fighters have been carrying out assaults on U.S. forces and civilian targets in the region since the breakout of the Israel-Hamas war in October. I didn't see any casualties being reported um, from those targeted strikes from Americans on um, those Iranian targets. Did you? I didn't see anything. No, I didn't. I didn't see any casualty reports. And I even said, or I saw that they were giving them a heads up of like, you know, within 48 hours, we'll strike back. I did see them telegraphing the move. And I'm just kind of sitting here and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, what, what what's the reasoning? What's the purposing behind this? Why are you going to tell your enemies? Like, we, we first have to acknowledge that we are in a cold war with Iran. Like, there is no other way to look at that. Like, they've, through proxy militant groups, have attacked U.S. forces and coalition bases And we all know that Iran orchestrated and financially supported the October 7th terrorist attack in Israel, you know, and you see, you know, these terrorist organizations like Houthis out of Yemen. You see these other forces, these mercenary forces uh, coming out of Iran that are making these attacks on coalition forces in Iraq and Syria and things like this. So it's kind of like, at what point do we finally just, you know, pull the, the, the wool away from people's eyes and say, look, we are in a cold war with Iran. And this Biden administration has been lackluster at best in their response of this. The fact that these militant groups even felt comfortable enough to carry out these attacks shows there's no fear. I mean, they didn't even fear us when Bush was in charge. And Bush, like, he was, like, one step away from nuking mofos. But now, with Biden, it's just kind of like they're not afraid. They're not scared. They don't care about any ramifications or repercussions. And neither does Iran. But Joe Biden has just been a pathetically failed president I, you know, America doesn't feel like it's number one, our borders are still wide open. Two, we've got people, it, it just feels like these Islamic extremist sharks in the water are just taking nips out of us right now to see how far they can go. And then a nip here, a nip there, killing three or four Americans there, maybe 10 Americans here. And it's going to be this, this, this continuation of to see just how far they can push us. And guess what that signals to other countries that are on their side? Very similar stances of saying like, look, America is weak. They're not going to stand up because why? It's from within. Look at the Israel-Gaza uh, conflict right now. You literally had Hamas terrorists. And this is how stupid this is. Hamas terrorists literally cross the border and murder 1,400 innocent men, women, and children. And then the entire world plays like Palestine's the victim. That's how pathetic this is. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I don't understand how people can be like, oh, well, they've been oppressed. No, like, they have So you go and you start murdering yeah. innocent women and children, kidnapping they're like, them? They're like, free Gaza. It's like, free Gaza from what? They had it back in 2005. Mm-hmm. They've had it for a while. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't care if they nuke Gaza. I don't care. I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you. I think the only fix to this situation is that essentially they force Palestine out. You clear out Gaza. You clear out the West Bank and say, we're done. We're done playing this game. You can't live in peace. We're done. Because... 
I've been listening to interviews that have gone back since the 70s, since the 80s, to where Gaza has always been a topic of conversation. This is a, a reoccurring issue that they might coordinate some kind of ceasefire and it might be respected for a few years with some, some back and forth exchanging of fire here and there. But it just seems like this is a continual uh, perpetuated cycle of violence that it's like, I feel like if America's going to take a position on this, it should be this. Palestine, get out. Go somewhere else. Go find one of these other Muslim lands and you go live there. Go live in Egypt. Go live in Iran. Go live in freaking Yemen. Huh? Iraq. Go live in Iraq. I mean, Go live in Canada. They love you over there. Go live in Italy. Go live in some of these other European countries that are importing you, buying the loads, and then now they're saying, oh, maybe we, sh- we screwed up bringing all these Muslims in here. Can you knock the raping off a can, little bit? <laughs> the whole blowing up and the whole stabby thing. Could you, could you just maybe give that a rest for a little while, please? Maybe please? just push pause on it. Yeah, we, you know, we understand that, like, you know, you're really pissed off about your religion and, you know, Muhammad and Allah and all these other wackadoodles. But could you just knock it off for a little bit and just let the world live in peace just at one point? It's always the Muslims. It's always the Muslims. Oh, just getting uppity. <laughs> getting uppity. But I, I'm serious. I don't care what Israel's response is. If Israel went in there and just said, you, you know. And the thing is, they've given them ample opportunity to evacuate. They've given them ample opportunity. And I'm not saying that one side is innocent one side's guilty. Clearly, there's blood on both sides of this. But to me, it's just like, look, okay, we need to stop this back and forth. And here's a fix. Get the hell out of Israel and let them live their thing. Let them do their thing. That's all there is to it. I think that's going to be the fair thing. Because clearly, both of them cannot exist peacefully. You cannot coexist. Which kind of in itself proves the liberal ideology of like, we can coexist clearly wrong. You cannot coexist with people that want to kill you due to religious fundamentalism. You can't, it's impossible because how do you convince someone that is so brainwashed in their religion that if they die, it's a good thing. You're not going to, you can't combat that. There's no other way. It's like people thinking that we went to the moon. You're not going to convince them. Absolutely. You're not going to convince them that it was real because they're just so stupid. They just, they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe it. (laughs) You had to you had to bring it there, didn't you? Sorry, yeah, you had, had to bring it there. The moon landing. Pepper in there. Oh my god! But the Iran thing—it's just pathetic at this point. It's just pathetic. Um, now there's a lot of misinformation on this uh, border bill. I also breaking news: uh, State Department reacts to King Charles diagnosed with cancer. I really don't care. I'm not even gonna lie about this. I I do not care. I haven't I think cared. He'll beat it. I think he'll beat it. I think he'll beat it. I don't care. I did the. Headline title said 15 months after inauguration diagnosed with cancer. It's like, yeah, that kind of sucks if it did take him out. It's like, you've been waiting your entire life to be king. You get it for like a little over a year and bah, done. It's like, dude, that's. I know. How old was uh, the queen? Was she like 145 <laughs> when she finally died? <laughs> she was a, she, she, she made it a while. Yeah, she lived. She's like, I'm not going to give it up. And you know, like you have to think that's got to be a very stressful life to live. You think so? To be royalty always in the, yeah, Absolutely. Always in the spotlight, always having people like coming after you. Like, I don't know. You don't think so? No, I don't think. No. That's str- a stressful life of what? Having everything at your fingertips? Yeah, but you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're literally confined to your house. You have to have security no matter where you go. That'll be a little off-putting after a while. I mean, I know it doesn't sound that way. I've experienced this with John Cena. I remember telling the stories like, I couldn't live a life like that. Like, literally, no matter where you go, you're going to get recognized and you're going to get swarmed. Like, that sucks. You Like, I can't even go down. I wouldn't be able to go to a Sonic, go to a Dairy Queen, go to whatever. And you can't because someone's going to recognize you and then you're not going anywhere. That'd be a little off-putting after a while. Now, magnify that on steroids if you're the queen. Queen of England. Yeah. 
Now it's the king of England. I never understood the monarchy. Well, at least in, in, in today's standard, in today's times, I never understood how you still have a monarchy, much less you're proud of it. God Tra- save the king. It's Tradition. Like, huh? Tradition. Traditionalism, yeah. But you kind of wonder, like, will England ever pull away from that? No. And it's, you don't think so? Like, uh, it's, it's no. so deeply rooted in their culture. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. I just don't see him getting rid of it. Yeah. I think the people of England uh, probably, probably love it. I mean, it makes them look- it certainly doesn't like fit into American culture, not yeah. necessarily the whole idea of like, you know, a Republican a constitutional republic, but more so in the sense of kind of like all the purple hair and people like that. It's just, I'm not going to be ruled by no man. It's like, you know, I don't think we would ever accept that just from the simple fact that, you know, maybe the king would have his wrong pronouns or something. I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> he has his pronouns next to it's got the king. wrong pro- king, he, <laughs> hers, these, them, them, whatever. Senator Langford pushes back on fellow Republicans' criticism, says border bill flips script on Biden policies. I can tell you right now, folks, and this is the thing that a lot of ignorant voters just don't get. This bill, I guess, makes it makes it out of committee. Okay, it makes it out of committee. And, you know, Speaker Johnson says basically, and I've got the clip of him saying it's it's DOA, like they're not going to get this bill passed. But what you're going to see happen here, and I think that as more voters wake up to the way that Congress works, there's a lot of virtue signaling procs of these bills. These bills are nothing but virtue signaling hit points to use against the opposing political side. Both sides do this. Again, just remember that both sides do this. So in this bill, they're talking, you know, one of the prominent issues is border security. Republicans want border security. I'll give them that. At least they're, they're finally starting to wake up and say, you know, we want these things. We want all these things. And so what the Democrats are going to do is we will make they will make concessions, very slight concessions. But then at the same time, they're going to attach all these writers to this bill and they're going to talk about they they said, what was it like 60 billion to Ukraine, 20 billion to Israel? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It's still it's more money. It's more money. So they're saying in order to get what you want, which is to secure the border, we want this money to be stamped off because, again, House has the strings to the purse. And they say, in order to get what you want, you've got to give us more money to spend on these foreign issues over there. Republicans are kind of like, well, what that? Well, that's the, that's the tricky part. There's a lot of squishy Republicans in Congress that do support Ukraine, that do support Israel. So that's why it's kind of like people are saying that this bill might not pass. It, it might actually. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, so the biggest thing they saw is the 5,000 immigrants a day saying before they'll close the border. Now, again, I have not read this bill. I've read bits and pieces of it because, excuse me, after I heard Speaker Johnson say it's DOA, it's like, what's the point? And thumbing through 375 pages. Now, there are some Republicans out there that are saying that, look, something is better than nothing at this point, because if we say no to this, we're getting nothing. If we say yes to this, we're going to have to give up some money, but we do get some concessions made here and there, which is a step in the right direction. I think realistically, it's all about how you view it, I guess. But ultimately, no matter which way you view it, it's the American people that are going to suffer no matter which way you cut this cake. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're a Republican, you know, even Democrats agree with wanting to close the border, which is just it's baffling to me, quite honestly, why you don't see more Democrats out there saying close the border. But I think that's kind of goes against what their party doctrine is to where it's like, no, we welcome everybody. There's no such thing as a legal human being unless they're in, you know, Nancy Pelosi's house with a hammer. Then they're they're, illegal. uh leaning that way against uh, illegal immigration. I think now, they're getting like, that Especially way, yeah. up in New York when they're giving yeah. them uh, prepaid cards and yeah. kicking kids out of school so they can yeah, I, a, yeah. Uh, hotels. You see Eric Adams, mayor of New York, was walking around with NYPD in a body armor vest, but he had on a $700 scarf underneath of it. 
It's like, dude, that's so tone deaf. Like that is so tone deaf. It's like, look at these peasants. Look at these peasants having to deal with all these illegal immigrants as I sit here with a scarf that costs probably a quarter of your monthly mortgage. Mm, doesn't that taste good? It's, it's crazy. Now, and the other thing that I've noticed, and I, you know, I kind of feel stupid asking this, but realistically speaking, it's like, why do we need a bill? The laws already exist. Yeah. Why do we need a bill? Biden could easily just say, we're going to, you know, uh, all the EOs that he signed, but you know why they're doing this. It's for both sides, once again, for the political posturing, the bread and circuses. All Biden has to do is just say, close the border. Realistically, all, you know, Greg Abbott has to continue doing is just enforcing border policies. But at this point, it, it just feels like the whole system is broken. Republicans are wanting to get what they want out of the spending bill. So they're incorporating these, these, these uh, different uh, asking points of saying, you know, we want this for border security. Republicans or Democrats are saying, well, we want money, 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 money. Spend more, spend, spend, spend. It's like... We are on track right now. What, what are we like? Three or 40 something trillion in debt now? 34 trillion. 34 trillion. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It, it just feels like the adults in charge are kind of of the mindset of like, screw it. I'm going to do what I want today and tomorrow be damned. The future be damned. Your children's future be damned, which is so ironic because this is the same group of people that are very big on the whole climate change nonsense. The whole global warming nonsense, rather, excuse me, because those are two totally different things. And you, your, your, your positioning is that you say, what kind of planet are we leaving for our children's future? Well, let me explain something to you. It's not going to matter if your children are broke and in poverty. I mean, think about this. We're, we're giving all of this money to Israel and Ukraine. I'm sorry, but I'm an American first position. I, I feel like we've got our own issues to take care of. We've got homelessness. We've got lawlessness. We have an open southern border. And for that matter, we've got an open northern border, but I don't think Canadians want to come down here anymore because it's just too woke for them. It's like, this is ridiculous. But still, Senator Langford pushes back on fellow Republicans' criticism, says border bill flips script on Biden policies. House Speaker Johnson declares Senate border bill dead on arrival. Now, again, we're going to see on this one. Um, I think we got a clip on here. Let's, let's, let's go to the clip real quick just to give it a listen on this. And, oh, we've got some interesting news about the Grammys last night. Uh, the news is I didn't watch them because who gives a crap? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let me see if I can get this thing. Backlash in some sectors as the text claims there is no amnesty for anyone already here. These are just some of the highlights. 50,000 new visas per year for five years. $650 million let over from the Trump years to build the wall. They'll start finishing, get about 50 miles. Increase ICE funds. 50 miles is nothing. 50 miles is nothing. Like, wow. And detention capacity to 50,000. Now, yeah, they increase ICE funds. That's only when certain earmarks or benchmarks are met. If you read that part of the bill, it talks about capacity, beds, all these other things. So it's like you have to first hit this and then you get this release to you. So it's kind of like you're setting all these these different benchmarks here, but what's the likelihood of them actually having the cash on hand to do this? Or the fact that they're even going to, do they actually have the ability to increase capacity size? There's a lot that goes into this, and there's a lot of stipulations on this bill. Shutdown authority after an average of 5,000 encounters a day. 
spot the lead negotiator in the next. You see, that's actually not true because this is the weird part. If you go look at, say, for example, page 212, uh, paragraph B, it says mandatory activation. The secretary shall activate the border emergency authority if I, during a period of seven consecutive calendar days, there's an average of 5,000 more aliens who are encountered each day. Any one calendar day or combined total or combined total of 8,500 or more aliens are encountered. This, like, to me, it's kind of like, these are some really, really excessive measures here. It's like, look, if you want to say that we want border security, then shut it down. I don't like this positioning of saying that, you know, if this thing passes, we're just going to turn the spigot down a little bit, but you're still going to have illegals pouring through. I'm kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. I know. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Guest insists it's the most misunderstood part of the bill, the one I just read. So joining us now for his first interview since the text was released last night, GOP Senator James Langford. Senator, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to go to the part that you wanted to find the most, most mis misunderstood, the 5,000. What is it exactly? Yeah, it, it, it's really ridiculous when we come on the backside of December, what just happened when we had 10 and 12,000 people a day coming across. And this authority is a 5,000 authority to say, if you get to 5,000, which we've been there every single day, except for seven in the last four months, that it completely closes the border down. It deports everyone. It changes the paradigm from right now with the Biden administration. You know what I love about that? It says it deports everyone. Okay, when, when they use this deportation um, rhetoric, if you will, it just means you're going back to Mexico and they're going to come back another day. The deportation in and of itself does not end the system of which they utilize to get across here. It just means we're going to send you back to the border. We waste some of our gas money, which is taxpayer gas money, by the way, and you're just going to come right back. Only this time if they get caught. It just doesn't make any sense to me administration is doing is catching and releasing everyone to actually catching and deporting everyone. It literally flips the script on it. I have people saying, well, I don't want to do that at 5,000. I want to do that at 3,000. Say, well, fine, we can do 3,000. But right now, every day we're at 5,000. It doesn't matter between the two. We've got to be able to have something that mandatorily deports everyone rather than actually releases everyone. That's what this does. Some people are thinking that this is somehow like counting 5,000 people in every day and releasing them. That, that's absurd. We changed the asylum laws, we increase detention beds, we double the deportation flights, uh, we uh, add ankle monitors for people that are actually coming through that do these family groups that come through so we can track any individual that when we don't have capacity, right. there's all the things that we build into this to make this a much stronger system. Gaps that are in the law get closed in this structure. So you're saying even people who have come through and they actually fit the demand and can get in, that counts including people right. that are get rejected that counts so when you hit That's that right. 5000 number everything shuts down almost like so basically it's just more compromise of saying you know 5000 a day <sighs> so like i know to, i know there's more to it than just that it's yeah it's a grand total of like 85 i don't know dude here's the other part though um it's even worse than we expected how speaker reacts to bipartisan senate immigration bill uh, in a scathing new statement Sunday night, House Speaker Mike Johnson said the Senate bipartisan bill to overhaul the immigration system along with providing aid to Israel and Ukraine was DOA if it makes it to the House. Uh, it's got to come out of committee, get countered. I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected and won't come close to ending the border catastrophe the president has created. Uh, as the least, as, excuse me, as the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed under this legislation, the border never closes. If this bill reaches the House, it will be DOA. Johnson sent a statement on X echoing comments he made before the bill's release. Look, all it takes is 218 votes in the House for it to get passed over to the Senate. Guess who's got control of the Senate? 
So if some squishy Republicans say, yeah, we're going to do this, this bill could actually get passed. We'll see. I don't know. I really don't know. Johnson says it's not. Can he unite all Republicans to vote and say, no, we don't want this. But this comes again. This is nothing but a political positioning bill that Democrats can then say, you know, and then feed to their people like the Harry Stinson nerds on Twitter. It's like, see, they wanted to fix the border, but Republicans said no. They voted against it because they don't want to close the border because they just want it open so they can always have something to run on reelection. Well, that briefs well. But what the idiots like Harry and the rest of these morons don't seem to understand or recognize is the fact that these omnibus bills, these pork attachments, are what ultimately kill this bill. It's by saying, well, we're going to add this, or we're going to add this. And it's coming to an agreement of like just how much compromise you can make before you finally gotten away so far or gotten so far away from the original um, reasoning for the bill. So Democrats, clearly, their thing is we want more money in foreign aid. Republicans are saying we want border security. Now, here's the other crazy part, though. This is what I'm talking about squishy Republicans. There are some Republicans that want to give more money to Israel and to Ukraine, Lindsey Graham being one of them. So I don't know which way this is going to go. I really don't. But I encourage voters to watch which way their representatives vote and then ask them why. I know Thomas Massey has already said no. He's not going to vote in favor of it. Rand Paul has said no. Chip Roy has said no. It's like, this is, we will not vote in favor of this, nor should you. If it was me in Congress, I'd say, absolutely not. Yeah. I was like, if this is the way it's going to be, then you're not getting that money. This should be career suicide for any Republican who votes in favor of it. I agree. But unfortunately, it feels like most voters just don't care. I, I'm being honest. I don't feel like a lot of voters understand the process. I don't even think half of them understand how government works. I'm not being serious. So I'm being genuine. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, what Republicans are doing nothing. It's like, well, there's nothing you can really do right now. You can do these negotiations, but it's like, I think we had like a, what, one seat, two seat lead in the house. Once Santos got expelled, that yeah. I don't think that special election has been run yet. They should have just left that guy alone. I mean, they were going for vote. anybody. Yeah. They were going for anybody, but either way, now we're going to see, will any Republicans cross the aisle and vote in favor of it? I don't know. I don't know. But um, Johnson's statement comes just hours after the text of the bill dropped. The Senate spent months working in a bipartisan manner to come to a deal on a national security supplemental plan. Uh, let me exit out of that. Okay. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise said the legislation, which includes millions of dollars in new foreign aid and is the first major overhaul of the country's immigration system in years, will not even receive a vote in the House. Uh, let me be clear. The Senate border bill will not receive a vote in the House. Here's what the people pushing this deal are telling you. It accepts 5,000 illegal immigrants a day and gives automatic work permits to asylum recipients, uh, a magnet for more legal immigration, Scalise said in a statement on X. GOP whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota is also against the Senate bill. Um, I'll say it again. Any deal from the Senate that explicitly allows for even one illegal crossing will be dead on arrival in the House. Now, we've seen what we've seen is an insult to the American people who've been forced to bear the consequences of Democrats open border policies. Emmer said uh, GOP conference chair Elise Stefanik of New York voiced strong objections to the bill on her post. This Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer open border bill is an absolute non-starter and will further incentivize thousands of illegals to pour in across our borders daily. Uh, rank and file House Republicans have been collectively voicing opposition to the Senate bill since the text was released earlier Sunday night. It took the Senate months to build a bill. I guarantee it will take the House months to review every line. Representative Tony Gonzalez at Texas said in a statement on X. Over the Senate, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell endorsed the bipartisan bill. 
um, saying, I'm grateful to Senator Langford for working tirelessly to ensure that supplemental national security legislation begins with direct and immediate solutions to the crisis at our southern border. Mitch McConnell being the typical Mitch McConnell. That guy's such a He's a POS. POS. It's ridiculous. It's written, and here's the deal, folks. Regardless of what you may think about it, what I may think about it, it doesn't matter what any of you watching the show think about it. What ultimately happens is while they're sitting there battling this out, this back and forth nonsense, that border stays open, immigration, illegal immigration continues to like just throw through, and ultimately it is the American people that got to suffer at this. Drugs are flowing across the border. The economy is upside down. It's draining us. America is full of fiscal holes right now. And this is not helping matters. Now, Democrats want more for foreign spending. Isn't it always the case? Democrats are notoriously great about wanting to send your money someplace else without having your say. I'm pretty sure if we took a national poll, a national poll on this and said, okay, single issue polls, who's in favor of sending 60 or 20 mil, was a million or billion? Is billion? Nothing is millions anymore. It's billions It's all billions. It's 20 billion to Israel. How many Americans do you think would support that? I would say absolutely not. No. America first. We've got enough issues. Yeah. Now let's move on to Ukraine. Ukraine is a has-been. I think people have lost support for it. They're kind of tired of it. You know, it's been going on for almost two years now. When something hits like Ukraine did, you've got a period of about a year because that thing is like piping hot. Everyone's talking about it. It's trending everywhere. Everything was Zelensky. Now he's just kind of faded away. But now they want to send $60 billion to Ukraine, $20 billion to Israel. I believe those numbers are. I could have those wrong. But either way, most Americans, I genuinely feel, would say, no, we're tired of it. You're taxing the hell out of us. It's ridiculous. Gas is still not cheap. Groceries are still not cheap. We are living paycheck to paycheck. Why are we sending more money overseas that has nothing to do with us? But instead, what Democrats are doing is they're taking this big ball of financial insanity and making that the bill and then saying, but we will concede to Republicans that if we get your vote, we'll do some illegal immigration overhauls. These are not overhauls. An overhaul is changing the system for the better direction. That's not what this is. You're just putting a slightly more stricter regulation on illegal immigration. But in so doing, you're going to increase illegal immigration all the more because you think that they're actually doing catch and release on the ones they catch. There's still so many more pouring across the border. They're not catching. So the incentivization is there. In fact, it's been increased. Does that make sense to people? Like this is not working. This, like and see, I don't think they want it to work. I'd like to see where all this money is going. Like they come up with all these 60 billion. Well, how'd you reach 60 billion? You know, how'd you reach 20 billion? Yeah, that's a good question. What's that going to? Yeah. They should have a full audit of all the funds that have been yeah. sent to Ukraine so we could take a look at it and be like, okay, so there's, yeah. uh, you know, make sure it's legit, which that's obviously nuts. it isn't because yeah. you've had these people in Ukraine saying that they've had like $40 million. Yeah, all we these- covered that in the last show. Yeah. 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 $40 million from them thieving government officials. Government $40 fi- million yeah. dollars from government officials siphoning that money. Your money, folks. Your money. Coming up on tax season here. But then you got Mitch McConnell. Who continues to reelect Mitch McConnell, this moron? Moron. Come on, Kentucky. Like, seriously, Kentucky. I mean, I get that we get you gave us Rand Paul. That's wonderful. But you got, and then Thomas Massey. It's great. Mitch McConnell. This guy's just Jesus. a total loser. Idiot. Idiot. But all we do, we just keep giving ground, giving ground, giving ground. 
America's sovereignty is being tested here at home and our credibility is being tested by emboldened adversaries around the world. The challenges we face will not resolve themselves, nor will our adversaries wait for America to muster the resolve to meet them. Dude, uh, what do you, you got to do? What do you got to do? Internet rumors proven true. Border bill to allow 8,500 migrants per day. The author of the border bill repeatedly assured Americans their bill would not permit 5,000 migrants or more per day, attributing those claims to internet rumors. That's what they were saying prior to this. And then the document released, it's like it was actually, it's like 8,500, it's worse. So there were rumors, but the question is, why were people like trying to downplay that? It says right now there's internet rumors. Senator James Lankford out of Oklahoma told Fox News on Sunday, on January 28th, when speaking about the claim, is that it's all the people are running. Uh, it, somebody leaked that. You don't just come out with that number 5,000 and say, you know, that's what it says. And then it turns out to be 8,500. Somebody leaked that information. Yeah. Now, you know, you can view it with a grain of salt, but say, hey guys, be on the lookout. Now you can dissect these. I think it's 350, 375 pages of this bill. And there's a lot in there, but we're going to see, you know, we'll see what the house says. A lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. Everything is billion. There's billions. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's insane. It's nuts. It's a office of the inspector general for additional amount of office of inspector general. That's eight million. Yeah. To remain available to December Dude. thirty. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. How are you coming up with these numbers? Because it's, <laughs> nobody Where's spends your line? money Show better me than the government. Stuff. <laughs> it's you know no, what I, mean? <laughs> I think they're sitting there behind the current like congressional like million, halls with a dartboard and random numbers. Yeah. Like you know what, Bill? Let's just it's like you twenty billion. Be? We're going twenty. It's not our money. We don't give a shit. I don't know. To go towards it's whatever it's whatever 60 billion feels right it's not like we give a damn about it it's your money we don't care all right folks it's got to be a shorter episode today we've got a business important business call right after this again want to appreciate aaron for coming on the show earlier today to talk about americancloud.com if you are worried about being canceled and your website taken down off the server because the server is run by a bunch of blue-haired septum ring having fat lesbians well this is a good way around it americancloud.com set up with them they're going to make sure you take get taken care of again we appreciate them coming on the show and then we'll have more for you tomorrow i'll be on the uh burn pit podcast tonight at four going over i believe some more of this border bill got a busy day today so we appreciate you we love you we ask you do me a favor go support us on locals and make sure you follow the new twitter account which is um not john burke i'm not saying it's me it's a satire account wink wink nudge nudge go check that out again we appreciate your love and support not john burke over on twitter uh and until tomorrow you guys think my man you guys have a great night and as always, 5,000 my ass. And what's going on, America? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. Happy to be back with you. It has been a very interesting, interesting weekend. A lot going on in the political spectrum. We've got a a border bill that Speaker Johnson is saying could be dead on arrival. We'll see. Uh, we're going to see what the Democrats are offering the right. Not a lot, as can be seen. But we're glad to have you here. Special guest today. Um, this is, I'm glad to actually have you on. Aaron, Aaron Wagner from AmericanCloud.com, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Aaron's also a former veteran, or I shouldn't say former veteran, veteran as well. But in this space, I, you know, we, we've seen so many times, and I think the most common example we see is like Parler. Parler gets pitched as this 
this free speech platform that combats the combats the draconian left, such as Instagram, Facebook, what Twitter kind of was and partially still is. And then we saw like Parler get, you know, put on this positioning of like, look, if you wanted to go someplace where if you're a conservative or independent or just anyone not left and you don't want to worry about being censored, this is the platform for you. And then we saw what happened. And I, I want you to go in detail on that because clearly you know more than anybody because this is your business this is what you do. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, you know, really excited to talk about, you know, the topic that I'm most passionate about, which is cancel proof digital infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk about parlor, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head. For for me, that was really the catalyst to shift from what I was doing to what I'm doing now. You know, I'd been in the digital infrastructure space for some time and had seen the writing on the wall for a while, right? Like infrastructure providers and hosting companies were unwilling or not able to provide their services to uh, gun companies and alternative healthcare companies and some ministry groups and, and religious organizations. And it wasn't until AWS uh, and some others kicked Parler off the physical internet uh, was the excuse that I needed to say, hey, I need to go start an infrastructure company that is going to reaffirm first principles and American values. Uh, because when they got kicked off, I called close to my business partner at the time, and I called close to a thousand different infrastructure providers at the time, and they all said, no, we will not host Parler, which was crazy. Why Why would they not? Would They just don't want to take the risks of everybody that's going to cancel them as a result, like secondary tertiary cancel effects, if you will? Yeah, I mean, there were companies that wouldn't do it because their other customers would threaten leaving them. <clears throat> a lot of them, what we found out was they had dependencies on other providers in their portfolio mm-hmm. that were unwilling to participate in that organization. One of the big ones was a, a you know free speech infrastructure provider or was claiming to be a free speech infrastructure provider. And they couldn't host Parler because one of their dependencies on a network provider wouldn't allow them to do it. So it was this whole spider web of, you know, this really, you know, backed by vulture and venture capital firms in the DEI and ESG space who were unwilling to provide, a, at the end of the day, a utility mm. to a company that was, that was just promoting freedom of speech. They had this very totalitarian approach of basically, if you work with this company, you're done, you're blacklisted. It's funny to me that you, you, you know, when people talk about like the Bud Light boycott, for example, and, you know, you have some people out there like the Donald Trump juniors and the kid rocks like, well, all those people are going to lose their jobs because of, you know, how these, these corporate heads decided to take this marketing turn. It's like, but then those same people on the opposing political side, they don't give a rat's ass. They don't care. When, say, for example, you've got companies like Parler, you've got other companies, gun companies, um, like you said, uh, you know, CBD has been a big one for us. We've had to fight tooth and nail. Like when we first got into this, my God, dude, it was it was impossible because people didn't want to work with CBD companies because they viewed them as high risk, which didn't make sense to me. But from like that standpoint, it just it blows my mind how people just hate money so much because it's it's literally this economic battle between left and right, which I feel it's cooling off just a little bit, 
But what your company provides essentially is what I wanted to have you talk about on the show today because originally they'd reached out to sponsor the podcast. And I was like, I don't know if we could actually get you any customers because I don't know if the listening base is interested in something like this. I would hate to waste ad money. So I was like, well, just come on the show because I feel like this is a very good topic to discuss because I feel like a lot of people don't know the back ends and the ins and outs of, say, for example, server hosting, how banks are very wishy-washy. So describe for me, you, you talked about this is the reasoning why you launched AmericanCloud.com, excuse me, but the why. G give me more of the why. Like, what, what is it that you offer? Yeah, and so we really looked at the core tenets of what digital infrastructure is because um, <clears throat> the why for, for us is pretty simple, is, is cloud or hosting is, is a utility, right? And, and in the American framework, then businesses and people have the right to freedom of expression, which isn't given by government, it's given by God. Mm. And so the utility needs to exist for anybody in any business to be able to create their ideas and, and, and do commerce legally online without the restriction of some technocratic or techno-authoritarian company saying, no, you you cannot do that type of business on my platform. And look, they're private businesses. They can, they can choose to do yeah. that. Right. But we believe it's utility. And so we had to look at the core tenets of what infrastructure really is. And, and this is where my background was, was on the, the <laughs> physical side of the Internet, which, um, you know, a great analogy there is, is, you know, it's really two cups and a string, right? It's these, <laughs> these data warehouses and cables in between them. And <clears throat> so we needed to create a digital infrastructure that was not reliant on anybody else's infrastructure. And I was very fortunate that, um, you know, in my career, I've, I've met some great people and I partnered with uh, three other business partners. One of them who close to a decade, a, de a decade ago was a student enough to buy real estate and retrofit a warehouse into a, a data center with 72,000 square feet, uh, over five megawatts of power. And it already owned 1.4 million IP addresses. Mm. And those assets are extremely hard to acquire. They're expensive. IP space, IPv4 space uh, is no longer available. It's a finite resource. That's why they had to create a whole new technology, IPv6. Um, <clears throat> and so we already had these assets available. And then we needed to write our own software to make it easier for businesses and people to use it. And so we were able to do that and create um, an infrastructure as a service company, which provides you with, you know, virtual machines, compute, it offers you virtual networking so that, you know, you right. can actually get to the websites, get to the infrastructure, different types of storages, and a completely onshore support team, because not only were the incumbent infrastructure providers philosophically misaligned, for a long time now, they've been taking advantage of people with price and with support. They're, right. they're not supporting yeah. their customers and they're no. overcharged. Because I mean, so basically what you're saying is that you won't be canceled. If you come and use our service, if you use our cloud hosting service for your business, for your e-commerce, um, no, regardless of what you say, what you do, who you are, we're not going to cancel you. You can, you can put that to bed because there have been companies like we've seen parlor. I've seen other companies that uh, their web hosting service would be like, Nope, not going to, we're not going to do this. Um, we had to deal with that with Shopify. Finally, Shopify changed their, their, um, their rules and regulations. And it finally allowed us to have an e-commerce business on there as well. But this is also something that I feel like a lot of companies that do dip their toes to the political water. It's, it's one of those things that it's kind of like that. I, I view it as the, um, 
two, the, the two-way authenticator. It's kind of like, this is going to protect your business. And you won't even see the protection. It just means that you're never going to get canceled. You can bank on the fact. You can go to sleep every night knowing that when I wake up, my website will still be fully operational. I can say whatever I want. I can be pro two-way. I can be pro Trump. I can be against Trump. I can be pro Biden. It doesn't matter because this also applies to Democrats. It's like saying if you have a left-leaning business and you don't want to be canceled, we're offering a service here that it's you're safe. It's uncancelable. That's exactly right. And it, it really does not matter what you know aisle you walk down, what your beliefs are. We we had a we had a gentleman who's had a climate science blog for 30 years Mm. and you know some you know presumably blue-haired support technician (laughs) who disagreed with Mm. what the blog was about completely wiped his data jesus destroyed it and you know we were able to help him recover it and put it on our our infrastructure and Mm. and he's back off to the races It, it is totally wild that in you know today's day and age that it literally can be just some person who disagrees with you mm-hmm. has the authority at at some other company to completely remove your your uh, your blog your website your application whatever it is with this with the stroke of a, a command on their keyboard and that that does not exist over here that is completely antithetical to the idea of a free and open internet it's crazy that as a company, like you said, you can have one blue hair that just ruins it for everybody. So if that thing, it and whatever the pronouns are, these I don't even know, it's just stupid at this point. But that that thing, that Chuckles McFucknut can sit there and get offended <laughs> by something that you say, whether it be guns, climate change, any political discourse out there, if they feel like they got their panties in a twist, they can basically say, I'm offended. And then basically the people that own the company will be like, well, if one of our blue hairs got offended, we have to take this guy off the platform and thus censor, cancel, which I like how you said before, I'm all for free market. I believe there should be no regulation. I don't like the federal government sticking its dirty little fingers into the free market. If a company like, say, for example, a web hosting services were going to cancel you, I think that's their right to do so because then it just paves the way for companies like yours to come along and say, okay, well, if you don't want to serve these people, we will. And where do you think most people are going to migrate to? They're going to come to us. And at the end of the day, you know, one of my long-term hopes is that what this creates is it brings these other infrastructure providers back to the middle where we're competing on technology and service mm-hmm. and providing value to the market rather than ad, like rather than being a, a technocratic advocacy group that's kicking people off the internet because their largest shareholders disagree with their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And that definitely applies a lot of pressure on them to start making these adjustments or moves, strategic moves to say, well, I have to please the shareholders, which means I got to fire you or I got to cancel you. So with you, that's not. That's never going to be a factor. No, no. We're a privately owned company. We're running a viable business. We're mm-hmm. we're. There's no outside financial levers. There's no outside software vendor or technology provider that mm-hmm. can say, "Hey, no, you know, you know, this customer of yours tweeted uh, uh, about DEI, and <laughs> you need to kick them off." So, do y'all employ DEI exist. at your company? No, we do not. <laughs> well, we 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 employ meritocracy. The best people work at our company. You you have a background as a veteran. Let's tell me about that. What uh, what got you into doing? Because I mean, you were what grunt? You were infantry guy. Yeah, I was an infantry guy. So you went from like ground, liquor. I was about to say you were. I have an infantry background. So you went from ground pounding to a very very technologically savvy positioning here. Explain for me the uh, the journey on this. We're like that's it's it's impressive as hell. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's all all by chance um, and uh, applying myself really. I. Um, 
So I joined the army right after I got sober, actually. I got sober uh, when I was 20. I was in college and uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had looked at the Marines when I was younger, um, but decided, you know, turning a new leaf in my life, uh, I want to, you know, get started on the right foot. So I joined the army um, as an 18X, had some medical stuff. And then I got put in the uh, the 82nd, which was great. I had a, a, a great experience in the 82nd. Um, you know, some of some of my best friends to this day um, are still from the Army. And, and I don't think anybody can really um, create as close of a bond as I have with those guys uh, as anywhere else. And <clears throat> when I was getting out, there's uh, you're probably familiar with uh, Duty Skill Bridge or Career Skills Program for service members to do four months of internship or apprenticeship at a private company while they're getting out. And Fort Bragg at the time had <clears throat> had some programs that I wasn't really interested in. Um, it was like a Microsoft 365 administrator or a CVS store manager, uh, but you could go find your own. And so I found a data center consultancy in Raleigh that picked me up as an intern and really fell in love with it. Uh, I got to tour through my first data center, um, you know, had an experience where, you know, I was uh, just really taken aback at how cool the physical components of the internet really were. And uh, long story short, at the time I was planning on going back to school after the army and um, <clears throat> getting a PGA teaching certificate to go teach people how to play golf at a country club because that sounded more relaxing than Mosul. And uh, <laughs> a- anyway. It I- depends on the golfer, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but during my exit interview, uh, the founder of that data center consultancy, Sean, offered me a full-time position as his chief of staff. And um, I took it ran with it, you know, took ownership of what I was doing, eventually made partner at that firm, got to tour all over the country, going through different data centers, uh, working with different hosting providers, helping companies um, pick the right uh, technology for their, uh, for their business. And, you know, I was really, really fortunate just by chance to kind of go down that sequence. And, through his mentorship and guidance, you know, we did a couple of joint ventures. So I really got to see the business aspect of things mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just, just kind of dug in, right? Like, I mean, infantrymen that's, were, that's a were, lot on your part. were the jack of all trades, right? Yeah. You're not lying on, but to, to, I like how you just positioned that though. You talked about like, you have to learn all this technology and everything that goes along with it, the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of the internet, which in and of itself would be very, it seems like it's very, a very tedious thing. You've got to learn everything. And then there's the business side of this. Now you got to know how to run and operate a business because you can't just have one without the other. I've got to imagine that's got to be a very difficult position for you to be in. When did you establish AmericanCloud.com? Uh, we started just about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So for, um, for about a year and a half prior to American Cloud, we were running a bespoke infrastructure company. Um, with a different name, and uh, that really evolved into American Cloud, which we we launched in August of um, of 22, and you know it was it, it was just really fortunate that at the time I had been introduced to the right people, and we had started to create an ecosystem of people who really believed in the tenets of a free and open internet, and 
un, you know, unfortunately, there, there's a lot of societal unfortunates here mm. that there has been so much political adversity and volatility that led us to needing to create this business, but very fortunate in the sense of we had the right people at the right time to be able to do so. That's, I think a lot of that is business in general to where it's kind of like opportunity exists in the realm of discomfort. Your opportunity for me was one of those things of opportunity comes at the hands of another human being that knows somebody that can help you or they themselves can help you. And those opportunities, you have to go out, you have to go to these, these, these uh, events, these get togethers, you know, put yourself out there because I found if you try and, you know, isolate yourself and do it yourself sometimes, it's not going to be, it's going to be a lot more difficult. So like the connecting and the networking, it's very crucial. It's important to have a successful business. Walk me through the steps. If, if I go to your website, if I go to americancloud.com and say like I have a, a CBD company, and I am worried about like, okay, and I feel like, let me push pause on that. I feel like a lot of people don't let this be something that comes up down the road that you were not prepared for. I think this is kind of like your red flag right here on this episode to say, look, if you find yourself wanting to start a business, so you already have a business and you do tend to lean right when it comes to politics, or are you worried about the cancel culture? This is something that you should take a vested interest in. So Walk me through the process. I go to AmericanCloud.com. I want to make sure that my business is protected against cancel culture. And folks, it's a real thing. You think it's not? These blue-haired LGBT activist weirdos that want to chop them genitals off of children, they're going to come after you. They're going to come after your business. They're going to try and rate you. They're going to try and get you kicked off the internet. So walk me through the process of saying, I would like to bring my, my company onto your server. How does this work? Yeah, go to our website, sign up for an account. Uh, you can build your own servers if you, you know you have a technical team uh, yourself that's familiar with um, with setting up applications and websites or you can open up um, you know a ticket with our team who's more than happy to help you uh, build that infrastructure and, and make sure that everything's configured properly um, but it's infrastructure as a service so it's all available on demand um, so all you have to do is sign up authorize a, a payment method and you're off to the races um, and then, you know, we're, we're more than happy to provide some of those professional services and managed services for businesses or individuals who may not have those technical skills internal uh, mm -hmm. to make their lives easier as well. You've got quite the selection here. Uh, so somebody like me, say, for example, I am not um, Internet. I'm like, I got your website pulled up right next to your picture here. I am not Internet savvy. I don't know what a lot of these acronyms stand for. So say like I'm a little confused when I come here. I can just, what, sign up and then ask to speak to a customer support representative? Will they walk me through the process? Yeah, yeah. If you were to sign up and you were to say, hey, you know, I have a, a, a Shopify e-commerce store, but I'm not happy with Shopify. Mm -hmm. um, so you sign up for an account and you open up a ticket uh, and you say, I don't know where to go from <clears> here. Uh, then one of our guys is going to reach out and say, hey, you know, it's, it's probably a good fit for you to do, you know, WordPress and WooCommerce. Those are two open source software technologies you can use to have the same um, the, the same capabilities as Shopify. And we'll, we'll go ahead and help you set that up. Or you can go through the provisioning process yourself and you can click on compute. You can pick one of our regions and you can click our marketplace apps and you can click on, you know, WordPress and it'll build that software for you, but you may not want to do that administration. So we're more than happy to help. And because we're a, a private company that's vested in our customer success, I'm also not shy to say, if you want to ping me directly, any, anybody listening, if you want to ping me directly, 
email me, Aaron at AmericanCloud.io. It's, it's one A, A-R-O-N at AmericanCloud.io. I will personally help you. Um, and, and all my guys are the same way. We're, we're, we're happy to be as involved or not involved as you want. Because some businesses don't want to talk yeah. to us. They just yeah. want to get going and they want to run their own stuff. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. So you offer that versatility. That's, that's awesome to see that. Where do you see this, this, I guess you could say dual economy going in the future? Do you see this backing down? Do you see it getting worse? Like where, where do you see it going? Well, I'm, I'm ready to go so far as to AOL the incumbents, right? Like mm-hmm. if they want to keep playing this petty DEI, ESG cancellation, we're not going to treat the free market like a free market. If they want to play that, great. They will go by the wayside and be, you know, I, I like to call it quote unquote AOL, mm-hmm. where nobody uses AOL anymore. And the, you know, the parallel or the, the better economy or the real economy will provide solutions like American Cloud and there's other ones out there who are building free market competitors to the current incumbents and more and more people will start to come over. Um, and, and that's one path. The other path is the incumbents realize, hey, we shouldn't be operating at, at this type of level. We should go back to just providing technology and that way we can compete on business value. I'm happy to go either way. Yeah, because I mean, as long as it benefits the consumer, why the hell not? Because it's gonna, there are, there's always gonna be offshoots. If like, if you want to ban this, other things will pop up. If you want to censor this, other things will pop up to counter that. So it, it, yeah, it works in your favor either way. Because I never really thought about that way. It's kind of like if they want to alienate a large money making portion of their demographic, that's kind of stupid. And you're doing this on these fake principles of the left that, again, you compromise at a moment's notice. So it's just like, it's good. It all works to your benefit. It all works to your That's a great business position to be in right there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at, at best, they're alienating 50% of the country. At worst, they're alienating 80%. Mm. You know, mo- most people just want businesses to operate as businesses, and they can choose their personal and political lives as, as they'd like. And from a business perspective, mm-hmm. they, they don't want to be met at that level. Right. Well, Aaron, where can everybody find you again? Just so we know, because I don't know if we're going to have, um, I got to get the graphics set up better. I wanted to get AOL or your, uh, guy, you said AOL. Now I'm just thinking of like, like the, the end, you remember that? Like that's bringing back like the 90 early two thousands. Somebody, picks somebody up the just phone. tweeted about it the other day. Somebody said like, I remember back in the dial up and they had like a screen yeah. cap of like, Bing! and I heard the noise <laughs> when I read that. You could be like downloading um, whatever. We all know we are downloading. Yeah. And then like somebody yeah. picks up the phone. It's like, oh, dang it. But yeah. So where can everybody find you and where can everybody find your company if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on, uh, on X, I'm underscore Aaron Wagner, A-R-O-N-W-A-G-N-E-R. Uh, you can find our, our company, American Cloud, at AmericanCloud.com, uh, or we're on all the social platforms as well, on X for American Cloud Co., same with Instagram. Um, and yeah, we're, we're super excited to talk to anybody and everybody, even if you just want to bounce ideas off of us. Um, you know, we're, we're really trying to drive a community that is defending the right to a free and open internet, which is, mm. the, you know, the American principle. Mm. Aaron, thanks for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for telling us about your business journey. It's pretty awesome what you've got going on here. And I know we have some mutual friends that I've talked to in the past that we, we talked prior. I'm glad to see you guys taking in this positioning to say like, you know, this is capitalism, but it's also, this is how you stand against leftist Marxism in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
you no longer have to choose between, like you said, DIESG Marxism and just a, a free market. Free market opportunity and option is now here. So I really appreciate you having us on. Happy to talk tech or infantry anytime. <laughs> tech, we'll leave tech to you. Infantry, yeah, we could do that. But tech's like, eh, that's not a game. It's like, I don't really know that much about it. That's why you... I'm, I'm, I'm one of those business owners. It's like, I know my limitations. So I'm going to hire the experts instead of like, you know what? I think I'm an expert. No, no, I know I'm not an expert. So I, I'd prefer to like leave that in people like your cords. Like I trust you. Absolutely. Well, thanks appreciate so much. You. I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. you coming on Aaron. Thanks a lot, my man. Thanks, Take Sean. care. All right, don't go any fireware, folks. We still have a lot of show coming up. We're going to have to end this stream. I'm going to edit this on today's uh, episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. You can listen to it. But don't go anywhere. Give me about 10 minutes to get set up, and we're going to come back with the uh, regular show. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on. Josh, appreciate y'all. Again, that is AmericanCloud.com. If you're interested in saving and protecting your, I shouldn't say saving, protecting your business from potential cancellation of these blue-haired leftist-type cult members, well, they've got you covered. Again, AmericanCloud.com. Go check it out. Stay right there. We'll be right back.